welcome to Education Connect by Nova, the podcast that explores innovative teaching methods and success stories, newsworthy updates in education, and current trends in the classroom. We're on a mission to bring you insightful conversations that keep you up to date and inspired in the ever evolving world of education. Whether you're a veteran educator, an industry thought leader, or a parent navigating the academic landscape for your child, we've got you covered. Expect thought-provoking discussions on the challenges facing education today, and most importantly, the solutions that can make a real impact. And hey, we know teachers are busy, so we're all about delivering content that's relevant, concise, and actionable. So stay tuned for regular episodes and let's learn better together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Education Connect by Nova, the podcast where we learn from experts, innovators, and leaders in the world of education. This episode is all about the application deadlines you need to be aware of during college admissions. There are three different kinds, early decision, early action, and regular decision. All three have different rules to adhere to and calendar dates when they're due. Today, I'm here with Diane Barnett to talk about the application deadlines and how students can strategize their applications by using all three. Diane is an education consultant with nearly 30 years of experience. Since her start, she's been a mentor to over 400 students, 96% of whom were accepted into their top choice schools. Hi, Diane. Hi, Erin. It's so great to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here as well. I'm super excited to talk to you more about these application deadlines. Yeah, it seems to be an ever-shifting prospect for college admissions, and you know they're getting earlier, some are changing a lot, so it's really pertinent information for high school seniors to have, and even juniors as they're planning ahead. It's really important information. Absolutely. So let's jump into it. So we're going to talk about these different deadlines from early decision and action to regular decision. Now, let's start with a quick definition for each type of application. Okay, so so I don't talk in alphabet soup. There's a lot of acronyms involved. Early decision is often called ED. An early decision, what separates it from the pack is that it is a binding agreement. So think of it as a contract that you enter into with the school that you're applying. Um, and if you're on, whether it's Common App, whatever portal you're using, not only you have to sign and attest to that that you understand that it's an early, that it's a contract, your parents, one of your parents or legal guardians also has to sign within the Common App saying, yes, we understand if our student is accepted that, that barring unforeseen circumstances, and some do happen, but for the most part, it is binding and you are agreeing that you will 100% go to that school. That's early decision, ED. So there's a lot of weight on that. Um, early action really is the main purpose and those early deadlines are, are very early. So October for some schools, one November, most common. Early action deadlines are similar. It shows a school that um, what we call demonstrated interest, right? You really love them. You really want to go there. You might not be willing to enter into a contract based upon a lot of other decisions that you have to make, but it is one of your top schools and you are going to submit all your things your admission packet, your letters of recommendation, have your testing done early so that that school can um, make a decision on you in the first pack of students that they look at. Regular decision is, is you know, most schools have their deadline of January 10th, 15th, kind of that first or second week of January. That's 
you're not sure you didn't have your act together early enough. It's still fine. Kids get in to schools from regular decision every year. There are even two more categories that are less common. There's some schools have restrictive early action, which has different rules about it. It's still in that early deadline of usually November. And some schools, not the top 30, but hundreds of schools have something called rolling admissions, where you get your responses back. They maybe weren't what you had hoped for, but you still are interested in a four-year degree. There are still schools, even in January, February, March sometimes, that have spots. Rolling admissions will continue allowing students to be admitted until they fill up their class. So it's a good thing for students to know who maybe don't get put all their eggs in one basket and didn't have the results they wanted. There is still opportunities for you to go to college. Amazing. So it seems like there are a lot of different options that a student could potentially strategize to get higher chances for getting into a good college. Now, there are specific dates connected to each application that you listed here. Can you tell me what is typically the earliest um, of the application deadlines that you see? So last year, really most of the 90%, 95% of the schools went with their November 1st deadline. And um, that was for regular, for early decision or early action, mostly for also restrictive early action. This year, if you were not paying very close attention, you could have missed some really good landmarks, um, state institutions. The University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill had a 15 October. Clemson University and the University of South Carolina both had 15 October. Now, if you think most kids in the U.S. go back to school sometime from mid-August to the second week of September, they are needing to make their decision and get their application complete in the first six weeks of senior year. It's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot of kids missed those deadlines. So being really aware that schools are shifting and those three state schools that I mentioned are just three of many that that shifted earlier. Um, But 15 October snuck up on a lot of kids and they missed those deadlines. It's interesting because I personally had never heard of a deadline starting in October. Was Mm -hmm. this unprecedented? To the best of my knowledge, yes. I I have never seen a school in the U.S. Now, now there are European colleges and, and Canada and stuff. But yes, U.S. colleges, I have never seen a, a bulk. And, and we're talking those just those three schools, right? USC, UNC, and Clemson. They're huge state schools. So they have tens of thousands of applicants. So that affected tens mm. of thousands of students who, who may have gotten in or who might've missed it (laughs) either way. November 1st is kind of what is seared in everyone's mind. I would think students, high school counselors, educational consultants as well. It's always been November 1st. Why do you think was the reason for this earlier deadline? So as schools are getting more and more applications in part due to test optional, um, Kids are thinking, oh, maybe I do have a chance. Like, I'm just going to submit. Whereas schools that they wouldn't have submitted their applications before. School, the resources within the colleges have not grown at the same pace that these applications have grown. So we're still talking an admissions department of maybe, maybe seven to nine people 
are reading tens of thousands of applications, right? So by, by spreading it out, starting a little bit earlier on the kids that show that demonstrated interest that really want to go there, they're able to kind of disperse their workload, which is important, you know, higher ed, as well as all, most of education has had a lot of burnout since COVID. There have been a lot of people that are working really hard and really long hours. And, and I think part of the decision was, yes, to find a pool of really like-minded students who really want to go to your university, but it also it spreads the workload for the staff a little bit more. It starts earlier. It still goes all the way till January, but but they're they're able to start their real reading a little bit sooner. Mm, I see. So for the case of some students who are really committed to this particular school, it could help them. But for students who perhaps didn't get the memo that the deadline was starting early, they could have potentially missed out. Is that correct? Yeah, so different schools, and I just came back from the National Independent Educational Consultant Association Conference, annual conference, and there were tons of colleges and universities there. And of course, the IECs all had questions about what are we doing with these numbers? What? How much better is it to apply ED? It Does it really, you know, lots of questions. And unfortunately for students and families, the answer is different from every university to the next. So that is one advantage with working with an educational consultant is it is our job to keep abreast of what schools want to do what things. Some schools take a bigger percentage of their class from early decision from that ED pool. Others promise that they don't. They say, mm -hmm. no, we're gonna take, you know, whatever, 30% from here, 30, 33% from here, 33% from here, 33%. You know, for most kids, it is adding up these incremental advantages. It's not, it's, it, you don't increase your odds four times for at any school, but do you increase it? You know, one tick on the rubric, one check mark on a list of things that you're trying to get check marks. Yes, you do. So if you know that these are your schools, it, the advantage is clearly in your favor. How big of an advantage? Defers university to university, but there is an advantage. So the kids who missed that deadline missed out on one advantage. It doesn't mean they can't get in and it doesn't mean they won't get in, but they did miss on one opportunity to show this is really where I want to go. That makes sense. Um, let's talk about the advantage of that in just a moment. But first, you had mentioned earlier that there is one specific deadline that is binding. And now, can you tell me in terms of the definition we're using here, what does binding mean for a college application? Sure, it is, um, I really tell my students, it, it is a contract. You are entering into a contract. It's fiduciary, it's, it's ethical, it's binding. So that means you are saying, regardless of the aid I get, or do not get, regardless of my other acceptances. You can only apply early decision to one school, but you can apply regular decision or early action to many, many schools. So just because you put in one ED application, I would hope that's not the only application you're putting in. That's That would be high risk. Students, don't do that. Right. Um, you know, you still need to have a bunch of choices. 
But regardless of, of the outcome, if you get into your, you know, number two, number three, number four, number five school, you have promised number one on your word and your parents' word that you will go there. Now, this is a whole other ball of wax, but this year, FAFSA, the federal student aid form that all fam that all U.S. families fill out, used to open on October 1st. So there was a chance in November um, submissions that by December or January, your family had an idea because the, the, the federal paperwork had been processed and the school had received it of how much needs your family was qualified for. So that aligned better with when you got your school offer, they could also tell you, and this is the percentage of needs we can meet for your family, 100%, 20%, whatever. Well, that helps you make a decision. The, the, the Really the only way to get out of that binding ED contract is FAFSA now opens in December sometime, not October. So nobody's done their FAFSAs this year. It's not even out yet. If you get a binding contract from X school and come to find out there is no way your family can afford it. At, not even close. You can't be held to a contract in which you cannot fulfill your portion. Hmm. So that's bringing up interesting things for colleges, right? So we didn't all know that FAFSA was going to come out that much later this year. So are these deadlines still going to stay where they are based on what's happening with financial aid forms? I'm not sure. Does it mean that as we are progressing, only the kids who can pay for college X, no matter how much aid they get or do not get, only those kids are going to start applying early decision. Mm. Well, that's not the purpose of it. It's, it's not about padding the coffers of the university, right? It's, it's about giving kids who really want to go there an early shot at their admission. So there's a lot of controversy around, can you get out of it? And who's to say what a family really can support or not support, you know, if, if they make X number of dollars and the form says, well, you only, we only need to give you 20%, but they really can't do that. So it gets sticky with, with that, but there can't, you can't say I changed my mind and get out of the contract. That's not a reason mm. or, you know, I, whatever, you know, I decided to go closer to home or I want to go further from home. Those aren't reasons, but real financial hardship has historically been a reason, the only reason to get out of an early decision binding contract. Other than that, that's where you're going. Hmm. That's really interesting. And you brought up some really great questions there as well, considering especially that there are some colleges that are, you know, perhaps showing an interest in accepting earlier and earlier applications. So mm -hmm when you're talking about this very delicate line between receiving a FAFSA application and approvals and getting accepted, um, there needs to be, or perhaps there should be some sort of buffer there for time. Um, but there are a lot of shoulds in college admissions. <laughs> and we're not all, we, we're not reaching all the ways that we should be behaving yet. But I think, I think schools are, you know, it's an evolving process. It has, mostly it stays the same, but there are nuances that are changing and, and the Supreme Court is acting on some changes 
and students are demanding some changes and even schools, universities and colleges are saying, you know, this maybe isn't netting us the same kind of students that we really wanna see on our campus. So there, it is an evolving process and they are always looking at how can we do this better? No one goes into education who doesn't want the best for kids. You know, it, it, it's not an industry where anyone makes millions of dollars. It is an industry where we try to elevate kids and students to do the best they can and to find the best fit schools. The universities want that, the high schools want that, the students and the families want that. So hopefully changes will be made. But yeah, it, it was an impactful year as far as the financial aid deadlines moving and some ED deadlines moving up even faster. Absolutely. So that is early decision. And as we know, early decision is essentially, you know, unless there are uh, extenuating circumstances, you're going to that college if you get accepted. Now, what is the difference between early decision and early action? Because there's still uh, earlier applications, but of course, early action is a little less binding or not binding. Let's put it that way. Exactly. It's, it's not binding but it still shows the college. You'll hear this phrase a lot, demonstrated interest. I've thrown it around. Colleges care about yield. And what yield means is the percentage of students they accept, how does that translate into the percentage of students that actually attend? That's yield. So schools want to accept kids that really want to go there because their yield will be higher. You know, they have bills to pay too, right? They have to pay professors. They, they have infrastructure that needs to be maintained. So by going early action, you are saying to colleges, yes, I've done my research. Yes, I'm on the ball. I am organized. I know that your school is one of my top choices. Maybe it's not number one, but it's one of my top choices. It's not number 12, number 17. Kids are now applying to 20 plus schools. You know, it's one of my tops. If I get there, there is a better than even chance that I will go there. So that's where early action comes in. You can apply to many schools early action. It is not binding. You, it's not a contract, but it does say to the schools, look at me. I want to, I'm a good fit for you. I think from my perspective, I'm a good fit for you. Here's all my information. You think I'm a good fit? <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the question that early action is, is addressing. And you're not in the same massive block of kids that, that are being read at Christmas break or, you know, in early January. So mm -hmm. it's still, it's, it's another one of those. It's a slight advantage. None of them are huge advantages, but this is a competitive process and even slight advantages help students. And it's a differentiator, perhaps, as you said, exactly. there's a smaller pool of candidates to look at at this time. So exactly. you can stand out a little bit better. And that's all what it's about, right? At the end of their reading, do they remember you? What, 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 how are you unique? How are you special? And saying that you're one of my top schools is a differentiator. And you're absolutely right, Erin. That makes a difference. Perfect. So now that leaves uh, regular decision and rolling decision. But let's talk about regular decision here, uh, because these are, of course, standard applications, and they don't really have necessarily an advantage, let's say, because it's it's the general pool of applicants. However, are there instances in which regular decision is better or makes more sense than early decision or early action? I only advise students to do early decision if this is your dream school and it has been for a long time. Like I have had parents show me pictures of 
you know, a four-year-old Sarah Beth who has a sweatshirt on that says UPenn. Well, she has always wanted to go there. She, her mom and dad, whatever her reasons, right? Mm. Early decision might be the right thing for Sarah Beth. That's her place. Most kids, we're talking 16, 17, maybe 18 year olds. They don't necessarily have one place. That's the only place they think they can thrive. All of those kids, early action and regular decision is the right thing for them. It's and and let's normalize the fact that at 16 or 17, it's okay that you don't know exactly where you want to go and what you want to be for the rest of your days. That's okay. There are always going to be, and there have always been a small percentage of kids that are so intrinsically motivated, so driven, so goal-oriented. They know exactly where they want to go. Great. Those kids, ED is the dream for those kids, and they should take advantage of that. It's not for most kids, and that's okay. Early action, if you can get your stuff together, I suggest early action to as many schools as, as kids can get their application. Now, let any parent of a high schooler knows these things take hours and hours and tens of hours. There's applications, there's essays, there's supplemental essays. There's, there's a lot of information to gather. So some kids simply can't get it all done. And, and mind you, they're taking a full course load senior year. They're probably still working a, working a job or in a sport. Time isn't, isn't infinitive and, you know, for everybody. So, so they have to make decisions. Regular decision is fine. If that gives you, you know, Thanksgiving break or winter break to work on your essays, to have a little bit more time away from your classroom responsibilities, it's a fine time to do your applications. Common App hasn't changed their personal statement very much from year to year. So I always encourage kids, even if you're not doing early action, I promise you your life will be better senior year if you have at least your personal statement from Common App finished over the summer. Mm. Try to get as much done as you can. I know summer is supposed to be fun and I want your summer to be fun, but you have way more time in the summer than you have during the school year. So early decision is great for those kids who really want one school that I know it, it's their dream. Mm -hmm. Early action is good for a lot of kids to show interest. If you're not sure and you have, you know, like if I go to any of these seven schools, I would be really happy and I would do well there. Great. Regular decision is fine for you then. It's mm -hmm. fine for you. So can students utilize these different application options to maybe increase their chances of getting into their top schools? It's an incremental advantage, mm -hmm. a small incremental advantage. Um, there, no school accepts 100% of their class from early decision. No, not, none, no schools. The percentage university university that, that do accept from early decision varies greatly. So some schools say we're going to stick at that 25 to 30% and we're just going to keep, you know, one, some schools take 50 to 70% of their students from early decision. So obviously then early action or regular decision, instead of if, if the school took 2000 kids, but they've filled up 70%, you now only have 750 spots you're competing for. You're not competing for 2000 spots anymore. So it, yes, it, you know, it becomes a numbers game and it can affect it. Most schools don't take 50 to 70% of their kids from early decision. The, the, there's a few, very few schools that do that. But anything that decreases the pool 
it doesn't decrease the pool, excuse me, the pool of kids is still really large, but it decreases the amount of accepted kids from that pool affects your outcome. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much, Diane. We are coming to the last few minutes of our episode. So I wanted to ask as a final question, is there anything else that you would like to tell, um, you know, perhaps a senior in high school who's working on their applications right now, or perhaps just recently submitted some early decision, early action applications? What would you like to tell them for the year coming ahead? For the seniors, I, I'm with you. It has been a struggle. You're halfway there or more get them finished, use Thanksgiving break, and then enjoy the rest of your senior year. Be a kid, wait for those results to come in. Know that they are judging an application, not an individual. You are worthy, you are amazing. You will find a school that is your match. Maybe it's not your first choice, but you know, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Don't lose hope, stick it out. And for the juniors, pay attention to these dates shifting. Watch them now, start working this summer. So you can have more fun in your senior year. And I wish the best to everyone. That's great advice, Diane. Well, thank you again. Words to live by for sure. And <laughs> we'll have you back on the episodes uh, very soon. But this is Education Connect by Nova. And thanks for listening. <laughs>